Welcome to Tea for Two Dominance. I am Miss Sugar Spice and this is my delicious friend, Exacting One. We are two curvaceous, lusty dominants who live the BDSM lifestyle 24-7. We are active in the Melbourne BDSM and alternative lifestyle scene. We welcome you to a very kinky conversation. So make yourself a cup of tea and enjoy. Warning, this podcast discusses adult concepts and ideas and is intended for 18 plus listeners. If you are under 18, go away. Now. Hi, and today, welcome. We are talking about clothed female, naked male. We went to an event recently held at the club and organized by the wonderful Shrek. And we had a pretty good time. We had a fantastic time. You had a better time than me. Well, I'm special that way. <laughs> oh, she's special that way. So yeah, so it was um, it was my first um, closed female naked male event in Melbourne. Um, I don't know why I've never sort of ventured to them previously, but I would definitely be a regular attender after going to it. What can we report? There was lots of naked men. There was. So there were about 70 people at the event. Well, there was exactly 70 because it was Mm -hmm. sold out and it had COVID restrictions. Yep. And number one, I would like to say that as compared with other events I have been to, this was remarkably well behaved on everyone's part. Mm, mm, Definitely. I, I was really very surprised at how decorously everyone behaved. Mm. There was no nonsense whatsoever. Mm. Um, and the all of the male submissives seemed really on point. Mm. May I just say one naked male dom also? Oh, yes, there was mm-hmm. that. They, they were all very happy to be serving. There was no reluctance on anyone's part they provided food which i Mm. thought was lovely Mm. you know there were there were drinks and just really i i don't know um why i'm so surprised but i was really really pleasantly surprised Mm. i was i was a little bit surprised by the numbers actually Mm. i i potentially thought that there would be a lot of females that wanted to be pampered and there were definitely a lot of submissive females there experiencing being served so that was quite an interesting concept but the fact that there was a full complement of naked males willing to serve anybody was amazing and I think there was a lot of newbies a lot of very new males who you know for some of them it was their first event ever and they were there naked ready to serve a lady and Again, they, they nobody was acting like a wallflower. The the submissives, the male submissives, were walking around, and you know if they were not actively serving somebody, they were going up and to to people and saying, you know, is there anything you need? Is there anything I can do for you? Would mm. you like to be served? Mm. They just really, I would say that out of all of the events I've ever been to, that was probably one of the most pleasant and, and mm. well organized. Mm. And I mean, the club is a, is a really nice venue. Like, I was, oh, absolutely. I was surprised at how many people hadn't been there before and were commenting that, mm. you know, it wasn't what they expected. They they believed it was going to be some divey little place and, and they were pleasantly surprised that it was, 
you know, set up for BDSM and it was welcoming and it was light and it was airy. I mean, it was a little bit of a hot night and all those lucky naked boys got to take advantage of having their clothes on while I was dressed in, like, PVC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was it was a good night. And, and I just want to give, a, you know, a big cheer to the organisers because I felt it was really well organised from the minute we got there. They were very COVID safe. They made sure that we were safe, that we knew the rules Everybody before play, and I know that the submissive males had a, had a had a debrief prior to the the women turning up, which was very lovely. So they were all very prepared for what was going to happen. But then, you know, after everybody had had a little bit of a mingle, got to say hello, they actually stopped anything that was happening and gave full instruction about consent. The um, yeah, so the the organisers took everybody. You know, five minutes out of everybody's night to... It was actually a little bit more than five minutes. And I know that some people, including myself, were thinking it was a little bit long in the tooth. But that's because I'm very informed about consent. Some of the people there weren't very informed about consent. So, you know, kudos to the the organisers for actually, like, taking everybody aside and saying, this is how this is how we're going to conduct our night. These are the expectations for conducting our night and these are the rules of not only the club but of BDSM engagement, of serving and of um, expectation of having any play. So I, I found it really delightful that they did that and then, you know, the evening was open to being pampered, having massages, having foot massages, and um, being treated like a lady, being served, you know, being brought water, being brought food, being brought, you know, anything that you basically wanted, having your shoes carried, your bags carried, being able to sit on somebody because they wanted to be your stool. So it was, I think it was a really pleasant evening. And I saw some amazing dominant women who looked spectacular, who I actually had never come across in social situations. So it was really nice to connect with some people, you know, that I'd never met before and to listen to their opinions. Well, I can tell you that I was not super hip to this whole idea. I've, I've known they existed for a long time and I've just never felt the desire to go. While I do love naked men, I prefer to get to know them a little bit, find out what's in their brain first. Um, so I was a little leery of this whole thing and I, mm. I had this picture in my head of you know maybe seven to ten women and and you know three to five guys and you know of all, all, us all just sitting and chatting with each other as they're doing what they do and and I just I was very very pleasantly surprised that that was not the case and that um, I only saw one male submissive being bashful Mm. And he, I got, I didn't speak to him, but I, I got the impression he was a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that may have been a part of it. Mm. But for them, again, the rest of them were just fantastic. Mm. Mm. I, I, I mean, like, I, I have become a convert. I would do that again. Mm. I, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. I had a really lovely time. I was very pleasant, pleasantly surprised. Shrek runs an amazing event. And I'd heard that previously, like that Shrek always runs amazing events. And, you know, I don't, as I said, I don't know why I never went because I'm regretting it now because all of those amazing events I could have been to 
that I didn't go to and now I'm a convert and I will definitely be there for many more. Well, I've got to be honest. Like, I honestly feel like that that was a function of Shrek because he did say, like, he screened who all was going to be serving and that Mm. kind of thing. Mm. And I think he just really did a marvelous job Mm. of that Mm. because, like I said, I only saw one submissive being bashful and I think that was more a part mm. of his identification than anything. Mm. And, and I have to admit, his communication prior to the event was, was fabulous. Oh, yeah. So anytime I sent an email with a, with a query um, or, you know, questioned whether it might go ahead because of new COVID restrictions or cases, he was, you know, straight onto it. He had already researched the latest data from, you know, DHHS and, and he shared it, you know, very forthcoming, and I was very impressed with just that preparation at the beginning, and then to see the event unfold, I was even more impressed. And then, you know, of course, we went home all giggly, and well, we had a great time, and that is always a wonderful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, you know, big heads up, but I want to talk about a few things that I discovered while I was there. Surprisingly, there was only a few people in cock cages. That's a bit of disappointment. I, like, I, like, I would have liked to see a few more. But the ratio of cut to uncut, and we all know what we're talking about here, was surprisingly pretty equal. Okay, guys, this is where I'm going to tell you how this really went. While I was, you know, looking into people's eyes and, you know, having conversations, Miss Sugar Spice was busy checking out people's junk and mm. she she was able to tell you the number of cuts versus uncut whereas i don't have a freaking clue mm, it's because my brain automatically goes to what would a chastity cage look like on that and again i have to tell you i don't get it all right so boys if you're listening <laughs> and you were there i do know what your faces look like but really I am a chastity queen, and predominantly when you were speaking to me, uh, predominantly, uh. <laughs> I was I was sizing you up for what a cage would be sizing like. them up. <laughs> <laughs> boom boom. But so I, I was pleasantly surprised by that because my experience in in Australia has been that, that you know most men are circumcised and and you know no offense guys but. I just don't like the aesthetic look of it. I prefer them uncut and, and in their natural form. So so I was pleasantly surprised by that. I was also pleasantly surprised by how much self-control some of those men had. Mm. Well, most of them, actually. Yeah. Because I didn't see people running around rubbing their cocks with hard-ons. I saw them genuinely submitting as a collective. I'm not going to say submitting to individual people, but as a collective, they had decided that this night was to treat the women. I have to say the most I saw was half-mast. Mm. And some of them couldn't help it. Well, I know. That's why mm. I'll be visiting with that one later. <laughs> oh, you'll be visiting with that one later. So, so exactly one made a few little connections with that particular mm. naked male. And for the first time, went ahead and... Pulled out the tools in public and... Mm. Although we do have a private little area to do uh, it. It, it, was, it wasn't center stage or anything. But there were people coming in there and out. There were people coming in and out. Yes, yes. So so I had a lovely play with a, um, a person I've known for a long time. You and, did. And 
and, you know, I was eyeing him off from the start and he's just such a beautiful human. And, you know, he wasn't expecting anything, so he was pleasantly surprised when I started, like, applying pegs to him and <laughs> rubbing him up the wrong way. So, you know, it was a great night. I think, you know, I felt comfortable enough to play there, although I probably wouldn't have felt comfortable enough to play with my impact toys because I think that may have scared people. So just to, like, just picture this. When I stood up to introduce myself, I was a full head taller than 90% of the room. I know those shoes. So I just had my shoes put on by what I assumed to be a delightfully submissive male with a beautiful accent who then introduced himself as a dom trying it on. And so I was like a bit giggly about that. <laughs> I just had my shoes put on by a dom. And but he particularly likes women, women's bodies. He he likes he he really does worship women's bodies and and you know Kudos to him for, for undressing and revealing himself to everybody. But when I stood up and I had my fabulous shoes on, I was a full head taller, I'd say than 90, 97% of the room. Yes. And so I think I scared people a little bit, like this big glamazon, like just like lurching up. But, you know, there were... I don't think it was your height then. You don't think it was my height? No, I don't. (laughs) I'm really not scary. I don't know how to undo this. Yes, and that's exactly what you said that night. I I'm say, not I'm the not scary, scary one. She's the scary one. I did. I wanted to get it out there. I just wanted to get it out there. But look, you know, people weren't scared to talk to me, but I do believe that they probably were a little bit scared to play because I am, you know, a bit of a rough player. But, you know, only with consent. And I only play as hard as the bottom wants me to play. And I think that's something that I probably need to, oh, I'll do an ad about it because, like, seriously. I can be soft and fluffy. Well, that's that's something that I've had to say repeatedly. And, you know, I always say, look, I, I play to the level that my partner is at. Mm. Obviously, I'm a sadist. Obviously, I want to go harder. Mm. But if you're not there, you're not there. And mm. I'm not going to force you to try and get there tonight. Mm. Because mm. I, I want you to get there with me at some point. So. Absolutely. It's about it's about the journey together, not about that I can hit harder than anybody else here. Like, you, you've just, you've got to be patient with people. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So I did, um, there was there were some curious things that that I saw, and one of them uh, I thought this would be a really good, and, and this is a, this is a surprise. She doesn't actually know we're going to talk about this. Mm. Was that... Um, you know, I'm I'm a pretty relaxed dominant, I suppose. I like a little bit of protocol, but I predominantly play with brats, and brats and protocol, you know, they just don't work. No. So I was pleasantly surprised to watch some doms conduct high protocol play at this event. Now, it wasn't – they weren't – high protocols that I was familiar with. So obviously they've been developed by by them and they, you know, besides the fact that they looked amazing and they were, um, they did have amazing looking submissives working with them as well. Yeah. But they were very much into, you know, some high protocol behaviours and I thought that would be really interesting to talk about. Well, so some of the things that you mentioned to me, because I didn't really discuss that with them very much. I, I mm. was busy at the time. You were a bit busy. <laughs> and 
Uh, so, you know, I, I only know what you relayed to me. And, and mm. some of them, I think you'll remember, I went, that's not a thing. Mm. So I think it would be something that they did develop mm. themselves. Mm. But other other parts of it, I can see where it came from. Mm. But, you know, I, I had this discussion with somebody yesterday about what high protocol looks like here and what high protocol looks like in the U.S. Mm. And, and it is a world of difference. Mm. You know, I find you don't. Well, I in my experiences, I don't see much high protocol in in Melbourne anymore. No. Like when I no. first came into the scene, there was quite a bit of high protocol. I don't really see it that much now. So it always intrigues me when people are trying to introduce high protocol into their play because it's not something that I'm constantly exposed to. So. Yeah. What sort of high protocol would you what what's the expectation of high protocol for you? Well, so um once I have decided that I am going to train this submissive, they're going to have a set of positions for kneeling, they're gonna have a set of positions for standing, they're gonna have some hand gestures so that across a crowded room I only have to gesture at them, I don't have to, you know, try and be heard. Mm. In the crowd. But also, like, I don't think everybody else needs to know exactly what you're doing. Even mm. in a lifestyle event, it's not really anybody else's business what I'm doing with my submissive. Mm. Mm. So, you know, just having a hand signal that nobody else really knows or, or whatever, I mm. find mm. nice. And I, and I think it also kind of ramps up the, the feeling a little bit, you mm. know, that we're being naughty. Mm. <laughs> that you have a secret. Yes, we have a seat. Yes. Mm, mm. Um, so, as far as actual service goes, I am not super picky, like the way food has to be served. If I were going to do a high protocol dinner, that would be a whole other thing. Mm. Then there would be very specific things. Mm. But just on a day to day basis, I don't. I don't require it. Mm. Mm. Um, I, th- I like things a little bit more relaxed, mm. but also, and, and I'll say this to people over and over again, if you institute all of these rules, then you have to police all of these rules mm. and you have to do it all the time and you've mm. always got to be switched on and there's never a relaxation period because submissives and particularly a submissive with that tiny bit of cheeky to them or brattiness to them mm. is going to be like, Ooh, I got away with it. I got away. Mm. With it. And they're going to do it again and again and again. And that's mm. just the nature of the beast. Mm. So if you are not on all the time, if they are not trained to the nth degree, then you're creating a monster. Mm. And I don't have the patience for that. Mm. Mm. I mean, I stopped teaching middle school. I'm done. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I I sort of think I'm, yeah, it's, it's a bit too much for me. I actually quite, I enjoyed watching it, absolutely. And I was quite intrigued with the different positions that they had and the different um, ways that they made their submissives address other females was mm. quite intriguing. It was like start at the head and compliment them all the way down. I, which, thought, I thought it was the other way. I might have been started at the feet and go up. Yeah. I can't remember. Was yeah. One of those, one of those. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought it was quite lovely, but also, you know, it would be quite difficult for a submissive to be complimenting somebody that's not their mistress or not their 
play partner. Or somebody they've never met before. Yeah, yeah, somebody they've never met before and they have to find things at the drop of a hat to compliment them about. So, you know, kudos to them because their boys were very, very good at that. Mm. And, you know, it's obviously something that they've had had quite a numerous amount of discussions with. Well, should I be offended? They didn't make them do that to me. Oh, no. I didn't get complimented from the toes up. Oh, well, you were probably busy doing other things. It was a nice busy. Mm, yeah, so, so look, it was really great to catch up with some people that I've known for a really long time and also some newbies that I had met at the newbies day, you know, just the week prior. And also to make some new connections. It was really nice to see a couple of people who have come back into the scene mm-hmm. after a long exit of the scene. What intrigued me the most was the, the dominant man who was attending as a, as a naked male. And I was quite intrigued by his story. And I think it was really lovely that it wasn't just protocol and play-based. There was actually an opportunity to have really good discussions about why people were there why they liked it, what they were looking for. I know that there were a lot of people who didn't get to play or didn't get to serve, and, you know, they were very um, understanding of that, and they were just happy to be experiencing the experience. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I think it was, was really great. My other takeaway from it was that, you know, I think I need a, like, a little, I need a bigger car, yeah. Because I need more people. I need, <laughs> I, need, I need a foot person. I need someone to massage my shoulders. I need somebody to wash my clothes, like my kink clothes. You know, not my regular clothes, my kink clothes. So, yeah, I think, I think you know, I've been a little bit hesitant to sort of explore taking on another male submissive, but oh, after measuring up their cocks for cages, definitely think that's on the cards. Okay. <laughs> One of the things that I have taken away from this and and the event that also that we attended yesterday evening is that there are just so many really beautiful, not just, you know, physically beautiful, but, but mentally and emotionally beautiful women out there, super strong women. Um, I've met a couple of femdoms recently that I just thought, you know what, I could really be friends with this person. Mm, mm. You know, they were pleasant to be around, but they still had, you know, they knew what they wanted. Mm. They knew what they were looking for. They knew where they were going. They, you know, there was a plan there. Mm. And I just, I really enjoyed that. I mm. really enjoyed talking to, and especially the, the one that we met last night. Okay, her name's Mistress. Ada. Yes. And she's Um, sexy as fuck. Oh, my God. I Mm. looked at her, and and the first words out of my mouth was, my God, you're stunning. Mm. (laughs) Mm. And and she was just so thoroughly pleasant to be around. Mm. And I thought as I was going to sleep last night, damn it, we should have gotten her number so we could go to lunch with her or something. Mm. Oh, I can get her number. Oh, good. Mm. Good. Mm. And her submissive. I was so impressed with, you know, that she had him oh, shot, dressed like yes, that. And, yeah, dressed beautifully. Oh, and it's suit and, you know. The yeah. chain. Oh, yeah, the, the chain. The chain was cute. You can call my chain. And it was um, attached to a chest. And it's so well behaved. Mm. Um, really, so well behaved. She mm. had done a marvellous job with him. Mm, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And it takes me back to when I lived in New York State. And I went to an event in Buffalo. And there was this female dominant that came in. Now, this was held in a big ballroom. And so she was, I don't know, at least 50 meters from me. Mm. But she walked in with her two submissives behind her on leads and she took their leads off and from that point forward she took the leads off once they were into the room and Mm -hmm. you know went through the ticket process and all that Mm -hmm. um and then as soon as they were through she took them off the leads and she only communicated with them by a hand signal Mm -hmm. and otherwise she just ignored them Mm -hmm. like they were her well-trained dogs behind her Mm -hmm. stunning absolutely stunning like the whole thing i just sat there and watched her for Mm. ages Mm. because she was just the whole thing was magnificent Mm. Mm. and that's who mistress Ader reminded me of oh yeah well mistress Ader is yes she's definitely on my to get to know better list yes i think we should have lunch with her definitely definitely Mm. yeah Mm. um but there was another lady at the cfnm event Oh, gosh, what was her name? I know, and I can't remember it. I can what remember. What did she look like? She was the, the tall, slender one that... Um, Had latex on? Yes. And I remember... Her. Is it Mistress Fierce? Yes, yes, Mistress Fierce. I liked her. She's stunning. Yeah, she was so pleasant mm. and enjoyable to be around. Mm, mm. But she had that twinkle in her eye that told me, this is a fellow sadist. Mm. This is someone who gets where I'm coming from. <laughs> mm, mm. Mm, she, is, she is pretty sadistic. She did a pretty good um, spanking spanking um, scene that was quite delightful to watch. There was actually a lot of scenes that mm. were quite delightful to watch. There was some flogging. There was some spanking. There was some CBT. What else was there? There was lots of foot worship. Lots of foot worship. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think for next time we will make sure we're on time. We were a little bit late, and that was my fault because I needed a nap. We were fine. We were fine, but we did get there a little bit late, and and some of the events had already started, like the you know mandatory foot worshiping, and well foot massaging. I'm going to say massaging, and um, there were still people that were arriving after us, but we were a little bit late, and I regret that because it is an early night. And I think if we had been there for the full time, then, you know, that would have been much better. But definitely a place I will visit before. I will not visit before. I didn't do that. I will visit again. And I would recommend anybody, you know, whether you're submissive or dominant or just exploring, go to one of Shrek's events. It was amazing. He really was just a fantastic organiser. And Mm. several times throughout the night, you know, he would come by and ask how I was doing Mm. and was I enjoying myself, Mm. you know, but not not intrusively. Like, he wasn't, you know, he just... Mm. He was genuinely, yeah. genuinely concerned that all of his guests were having a great time. He was. And, and just, I just can't say enough good about the job he did, really, mm. honestly. Mm. It was. And it sounds fawning, and I hate that, but mm. but he really did a good job. Like, I went from, yeah, I couldn't care less about ever mm. going to an event like that to, oh, yeah, I'll totally do it again. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well done. 
We enjoyed ourselves and we are going to sign off now. Bye, everyone. Bye. Stay nice and kinky. So we'd like to thank you for joining us for our kinky conversations today. And we'd like to start by thanking all of our kinky supporters. Classic Ties held at the club on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Southeast Bush Bunnies for when you just need to be naked in nature and all tied up. JS Alternative Photography, Lux Latex and Leather Polish and Care, and The Club, Melbourne's only dedicated kink venue. For further information on these businesses, please visit our show notes.